Sweet as Honey, the podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Sweetest Honey Podcast. Sweetest Honey, the podcast. That is not the theme song. Stop it. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm definitely going to do that every time. <laughs> Some variation. Oh my gosh. Okay, I'm Tiffany. And I'm Allison. And we're your hosts. I don't know. I feel like I just like the differentiation so that people know who is speaking to them. Um, yeah. Uh, and sometimes our voices sound alike, mm-hmm. so it can be very confusing. <laughs> like, Especially on phone calls, for whatever reason, <laughs> we sound very similar to whomever we're talking yeah. to on the phone. Yeah. Uh, my family oftentimes <clears throat> will be like, oh, I thought that was you talking. I was like, no, that's Tiffany. <laughs> and my mom and grandmother and brother all say, "Yeah, ooh, y'all sound alike. Ooh, y'all sound alike. Just like that. And I'm like, I don't know how. My voice deep as fuck. Oh. Um, <laughs> it's not really so what's been new well um we went to see family in nashville for the weekend and that was a lot of fun Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um i am yet again still starting to work outside of our home and i did that a couple times last week what's new with you kind of the same as what you have going on work stuff and Mm -hmm. um we were on that trip together (laughs) And yeah, it was nice to like be around my people and hang out. And there were some new experiences. Yeah. Um, maybe I'm trying to decide whether or not I want to talk about that, like on an episode of the podcast or maybe my other podcast. Mm. Um, but it was just really, really nice. And those interactions always make me feel so restored mm-hmm. and filled energetically. So yeah. it was really, really nice. Um, I have had to have <laughs> on the polar opposite end of the spectrum, a conversation that was needed with a friend. Um, I had a friend that was having a difficult time and in that time kind of sent some things in a text message that made me feel not so great. And I had to be like, yeah, so calling a friendship meeting, mm-hmm. let's have a discussion about this. And Not a talk friendship about meeting. A friendship meeting, child. Like, I was like, HR, like, um... So, that was... <laughs> <laughs> it was a necessary conversation. Yeah. I just had to come from a place of... I know that I'm a very, like... I, I had kind of an epiphany during this conversation as well, oh. where I was like, I've always... I feel like I've spent so much time living in my feelings that only recently have I begun to feel like I inhabit my body. Um, I know that that sounds really weird, but I I spend so much time like thinking and being more introspective and thinking about feelings and how other people feel and being so caught up in feelings and thoughts and calculation Mm -hmm. that I haven't felt present or I haven't been able to make connections between mental and physical things in the way that they combine. Hmm. So if I'm like depressed, does that, how does that affect my eating? How does that affect my desire to exercise? How does that affect my overall mood? How does that affect what I eat? How does Mm. that affect, um, my relationship with movement? How does that affect affection? How does that affect how I receive affection? 
and things like that. So mm-hmm. now I feel like I've kind of got like a handle on the feelings and I can be like, oh, okay, well, body, like what is more of our relationship to those feelings more so than just like feelings all the time? I don't know. I'm sure that that doesn't make sense to you, but maybe somebody can relate to that. Well, it doesn't quite make sense because I have never experienced that because on my side of things, it's just suppress, suppress, suppress. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've never just felt, felt, felt. So, and I feel like you're constantly just feeling. Exactly. Exactly. And I do still feel all the time, but that has a lot to do with kind of revisiting boundaries. Like I sound like I'm out of breath because like I'm trying not to burp into the microphone. I'm sorry. Um, you don't think people would like that? I don't. Oh. I mean, not everybody, not the mm. majority of the audience. I'm sure that there's somebody here that would like, it would be a nice surprise for them. Well. <sighs> it's annoying. Like, you know, when you can just kind of feel the air just trapped. Yeah. <clears throat> it's not comfortable. So it was an important conversation to have. And it was a really interesting epiphany to have during that conversation of just, oh, this is interesting. Like, I'm so used to like feeling everything that I'm not used to how those things feel. I know that that sounds silly, but it totally makes sense to me. Um, but yeah, that's, that's what's new. Hmm. So, so I know that you have not watched this yet, but maybe some of the honeybees have. Okay. What is it? Demi Lovato has a documentary, which is like a several part series. It's between five and seven parts. I don't remember exactly how many, But like it went by so quickly and the parts are only like maybe like 20 minutes long, 15, 20 minutes long each. And it was really, really interesting. I am not super like into Demi Lovato's music. I can recognize that she's a talented person. I think she's cute. Like if I see her, I'd be like, oh, I can give that like a little double tap because the outfit's cuter, the hair is cuter, whatever. Um, I know about some of the issues that she's had because, of course, she's a public figure. Right. You know, she's been very outspoken about her relationship with substances and substance abuse and just mental health overall. But it was really, really interesting. Y'all know, like, I love a good anytime somebody wants to be honest about their experience with something, especially if it's a little darker. It's not just sunshine and rainbows. But when people are candid and open and honest about the Mm -hmm. tough shit that they have experienced, I'm always really interested in that. So it was really cool to just visit that documentary. Yeah. So, I like Demi Lovato. Yeah. Um, I like like three of her songs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Overall, I think that she is a very attractive person mm-hmm. and I like to look at her. Mm-hmm. That's the extent. Yeah. Of my obsession. Well, lucky for like you. Her. Here are some, I took some notes. Like I was oh. feeling very inspired while I was watching. Okay this documentary so if you're not already familiar you haven't already watched it like i said it's on youtube you don't have to have the fancy youtube subscription you can just find it it's called dancing with the devil i believe that that's also the name either of an album or a single that she's also Mm. released by the same name um if you don't follow her last year she got engaged to an actor named max and i believe the last name is pronounced eric Uh, They met in March, quarantined together with her family, got engaged in July, and broke up in September. This was all 2020. Holy shit, what a year for her. I mean, okay. During the documentary, Demi specifically, like she said this from her mouth. I listened to it, slowed it down to write it down verbatim from Demi's mouth. 
there's so much more of me that I have to explore. And one of the good things about this experience is that I've used this time to look within. And also, I feel like I'm actually too queer to marry a man in my life right now. So also in the final part of the documentary, Demi gets her hair cut super short, like all queer women do. Um, And is quoted as saying she is too gay to marry a man since the doc's early March release. Oh, Uh, and that's March 2021. So this is very recent. This is like new, 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 new. So personally, I feel like truly straight AFAB people. And if you're not familiar with terminology, AFAB is just people that have been assigned female at birth, whether you're non-binary, if you're trans, if you are cis, and that is what you feel comfortable with, just anybody AFAB. I feel like truly straight AFAB folks are like, in the like tiny, tiny, tiniest minority. Now I say that I really do because like even the types of shows that we watch, Allison and I like to watch a ton of reality TV. We really, really like to watch anything about relationships, about untraditional relationship dynamics. Um, So we like watching things about like polyamory or um, polygamy or things like people with sister wives. Like you can watch like the super white version (laughs) (laughs) on TLC, which is just sister wives or you can also watch um, a series that's called Seeking Sister Wife, also on TLC. But then you get more people of color. Like there's mm-hmm. black people. Um, there's some people with some racial ambiguity going on. Yeah. So like it's really, really interesting, even though you may not necessarily like the cast members themselves. It's no. interesting with them telling you their version of what's happening in their lives. It's very interesting. So if we strip away societal norms, mm-hmm. expectations, mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, mimicking or idolizing our parents, romanticizing dysfunctional and unhealthy dynamics. Mm. If we take all of that away and we're not ruled by like men in this patriarchy and in the society where we're told that we need to be small and demure and quiet and subservient and religious and let this man tell us what to do, how many people would really feel liberated by that? Because Mm -hmm. both of us personally know people who were once in, you know, like a heterosexual pairing where there was like an AFAB person and an AMAB person. And now those people maybe are divorced or have broken up and are with same sex partners or partners of a different gender or different gender identity or expression. So I feel like everybody is a little queer but I feel like for AFAB people especially it's so easy for us to get sucked into this default of okay me girl that boy this is what we're supposed to do especially being southern Mm -hmm. and for you especially being white and Christian Christian Mm -hmm. and in all of that so I want to talk about how we performed heterosexuality oh no let's go oh okay uh like my childhood type of thing (laughs) well like growing up my sisters were already were older so like they already had husbands boyfriends whatever so I was just like this is what you're supposed to do right like I didn't know that same sex was allowed or okay (laughs) or (laughs) yeah Yeah. like had they I would have been like I don't I mean Can you tell me more about this? Like, y'all want to tell me all about Jesus, but you don't want to tell me about all... Okay. (laughs) So, 
uh, growing up, that's just what I did. And like, I've recently had a conversation with a former teammate from middle school and high school and, uh, just talking about kind of where I am now and why women would want to be like with other women who present more masculinely. Number one, have you seen women that present anyway? Hot. I love that. Oh, okay. Good talk. (laughs) Don't you love it when women? Yes. Yes, I do. I love um, it when women do that. <laughs> <laughs> when women are women. Um, so, yeah. Uh, and we talked about, you know, well, I remember she, she brought up, well, you used to talk about your boyfriends on the bus and, like, what we would do with them and stuff like that. And I was like, yeah. Uh, number one, it was to try to fucking fit in because I already felt weird and it never could figure out why I felt this way. Mm. And then number two... She was like, do you actually like, did you like those guys or was it, you know, all just an act? And I thought that I liked those guys mm-hmm. uh, because I didn't know that being with a female was, like we said, allowed. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I just tried to force a square peg into a round hole and it didn't. That's a terrible analogy. I love analogy. this analogy that you That's chose. Ter- I take it all back. Pegs and holes. Nope, I'm taking... Mm, nope, it's already out there. Oh. Um, <laughs> I really wish that I could take that <laughs> back. Uh, so yeah, it just, like, for whatever reason, I was, you know, with the guy that I thought I was going to marry, right? Mm-hmm. And he was so sweet, so kind religious loves jesus you know uh like my parents best dream of what could have possibly happened Mm -hmm. so it was very it was a good fit like for everything that you experienced as far as like socially your family yeah your religion yeah he like if i was into dudes he was the perfect one Mm -hmm. um and he got on my everlasting nerve like i was so (laughs) irritated with him all the time for no reason Mm -hmm. um or what you would think was no reason but in reality it was because i was gay and unhappy (laughs) in a heterosexual relationship oh but gay means happy yeah it does ironically it does so um yeah i mean like and he, he was the only one that I was, like, ever really serious with because we got together. I was a s- sophomore in high school, mm-hmm. and we dated until I was a sophomore in college. Mm-hmm. So, like, we were together for a while, um, but, yeah, it just it wasn't the right fit. And before him, like, you and I haven't really talked about this much, but, like, I dated a bunch of a bunch of dudes like you look so uncomfortable with these words coming out of your mouth i feel very ears are so hot i can't tell if it's because you're warm or like both (laughs) yeah uh so like i you know i've kissed lots of lots of guys and tested out the waters and like don't get me wrong like it it wasn't bad but (laughs) it wasn't bad but the like the difference between that and the first time i kissed a girl like looking back on it now, I'm like, oh, yeah, oh, oh, and it wasn't like you know the girls that like to be perf- performative lesbians when they're drunk. That's the worst. Yeah, 
no, I was the one that was like, we can't do this in public. Let's go hide in the bathroom type of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And one of my friends walked in on me and said, girl, making out in the bathroom and was like, what the fuck? Mm. <laughs> and I really think, uh, I don't know. It was just, it was weird. Like, I'm trying to figure out, were they jealous because I didn't tell them? Were they jealous because it wasn't them? Were they just upset in general? Um, or am I, you know, just feeling a lot of... Misremembering yeah, because it's a lot of it. yeah, yeah. your feelings. And subsequent experiences will always kind of skew the way that you remember something and its accuracy. Yeah, but I was like, I, like you could have described it as boy crazy like I always needed a boyfriend I always wanted uh to be booed up I don't know I take that back to you um <laughs> so so yeah what is happening? I don't know I feel very uncomfortable talking about this for some reason Why like are you so uncomfy? I don't know like it's not like uh I don't I don't know I just like <laughs> 32-year-old me is, like, wanting to scream at younger me and be like, how the fuck do you not see these signs, you dumb bitch? Oh, God. <laughs> um, and then 32-year-old me is also like, oh, it's okay, you didn't know, so, like, you were just doing what you thought you needed to do as a good Christian woman. Ew, I'm so uncomfy. Yeah. About your life. Yeah. I wouldn't say I was boy crazy, but I always had boyfriends. Yeah. Like, most of the time. Yeah. I don't know. Dating got a little difficult after me and, like, my high school boyfriend mm-hmm. broke up. Like, but I was just, like, really depressed about that for a while. Yeah. But now I understand that it was a lot of stability and safety. Yeah. That came along with that relationship. And I also was close with his mom. Yeah. And so it was like that closeness with another adult woman mm-hmm. when my relationship with my own mom was not great. Yeah. <laughs> like that was probably. Why you stayed in it for so long? No, not why I stayed in it. I mean, I liked him. I oh. genuinely liked him a lot. Um, but there were just, okay. So you know how like the first time we met, yeah, we were just like, okay, like this is what we want out of the future. Yeah, on our first date, talking about all that shit. And I guess maybe that's very scary to, like, a 20-year-old boy. Yeah. You know, like an 18, 19-year-old person. But I was like, this is what I want. Like, I know that this is something that I want. And I want to be clear about moving toward that. Yeah. And he was just like, I don't understand why we can't just, like, be in the present. And I'm just like, because, Jake, we need to be talking about more than, like, friggin' Guitar Hero. Like, (laughs) there's more to life. Like, what are we doing after this? Like, we're not going to live with your mom forever. Mm -hmm. And I would not even be surprised to know if, like, he and his current spouse live with his mother right now. Like, it would not surprise me if they were all, like sharing an address and probably a car oh no you know i mean like not because he's bad but because like his mother is codependent yeah. and i don't think that he recognized that mm. um maybe he since has and they're in a healthier place i hope that for all of their sakes mm-hmm. but uh yeah like she was really <laughs> and i was like oh my gosh yay like i love you oh this will be such a fun time right 
I remember how uncomfortable I was the first time, like, she brought him condoms. Oh. Like, we were doing fine with condoms, like, on our own, but she was just like, nudge, nudge, wink, wink, I'm a cool mom, and I was oh. like, I am so uncomfortable that your mom knows we be fucking, like, I <laughs> You kids need Ooh. anything? <laughs> oh, God, love you. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. Like, from Mean Girls? Ew. Um, no, I, ooh, no, 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 that would have not happened at my house, uh, nor did it. This was after graduation, though. It doesn't. If it, it's just, if it puts it in a perspective, like at this point, it's like. It still wouldn't You could be a teen mom, but not need like daycare while you're in school, you know? I need somebody to hold my baby because I got geometry in 15 minutes. Oh, no. Um, (laughs) you know, maybe I can. Never mind. <laughs> I was gonna make a really mean joke. I'm glad you took that back. Oh, not about you. Oh. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. It's weird. Like, and looking back on it now, I can also see like I always wanted a best friend, mm-hmm. right? Girl, girlfriend, not mm-hmm. not a girlfriend, but a friend that was a girl. Mm-hmm. And there was always a lot of emphasis in my brain on that. Mm-hmm. Like, I always needed to have at least that one person. Uh, and it was weird. We all have friends. We all have feelings for our friends. Oh, it doesn't mean we have to <laughs> act on them. Uh, yeah, the L word. L word throwback there for you. Dana. Yes, um, it's Dana's mom. Yeah, that's how I... I don't know. And I often wonder, like, with Dana's mom... Uh, if like my mom ever had that, because, you know, a lot of the times they like there's studies that say that, you know, uh, being gay is hereditary. Or, All like, of y'all's moms are gay, dude. Everybody listening to this podcast, your mom is gay and your dad is a little bit gay too. I don't care. But that's see, and that's the thing. Like, I just wish I could have been a fly on the wall to watch some of like these interactions that they have with people to be like, gay (laughs) you know what i mean uh and even like (laughs) one of my sisters i because i've never discussed being gay with my oldest sister like (laughs) she knows we just have never talked about it um but like my middle sister has been like no i i just really you know i just i like penis i like dudes and i'm like ew but why they're all just so dumb I'm not like I'm telling y'all like penis is not the problem I don't ever like I think that penises are the best parts of a dude like penises and beards I think that penises and beards are great now if you can go get you like a bad bitch with a penis and a beard and or like the ability to just sprout either of those things (laughs) that would be red I feel like that was part of your dating profile when we first got together that was not a part of my dating profile but since it was not like specifically what you're saying but I did say that I liked beards so I was like I like cute smiles freckles beards you know like it was like the you should message me if yeah and that was one of the first things that we talked about you were like oh yeah well I've got x and x and x but I can't grow a beard though and so we started talking about like Rogaine or or getting like little beard weaves and (laughs) where I'd gotten my hair cut just getting them to (laughs) (laughs) stick them back on the hair yeah just just stick them on there 
And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so cute. Like, is this person for real? Or is she going to stop talking to me like tomorrow? Oh, that's how I felt about you. I was like, yeah, this isn't going anywhere. She's just going to ghost me like everybody else did. <laughs> or I'll ghost her because I was good at that too. This one time I was uh, talking to this girl online and I did not have the courage to just be like, look, I don't, you know, want to continue this. And I totally ghosted her. It wasn't the mattress girl, was it? No. Oh, God. <laughs> I like that you forgot for just a oh, moment. Oh, I did. Oh, mattress girl. Um, No. Uh, this girl was a nurse, and my dad went into the hospital. Oh, yeah. And she was a nurse on his floor, and I almost walked literally right into her. So I went down to the cafeteria. There's a Starbucks there. I got her a coffee. And, like, wrote on the side that I'm sorry I was such a dick and gave her the coffee. And she'd, like, throw it onto your little businessman blouse? No, she was a nicer person than I am, apparently. So. Mm. I'd have been mad um, at you. Oh, I, sh- I'm sure. I'd have killed her dad. No, I'm just kidding. Like, it would not have been that deep. She wasn't his nurse, but, like, literally, it was an overflow in the hospital. So he had to go into this wing yeah. that she worked in. It's a specialty wing. Yeah. And I was like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> like, all right, all right. She who is up there, almighty and powerful. I, I see what you're doing. I'll apologize for being a dick. I'm just, guys, I'm just joking. Like, I would never kill anybody's parents. No. What I would do would be to get onto that patient's service so that I could be in and around this person that ghosted me constantly <laughs> and make them so, so super duper uncomfortable um, that they just don't come visit their parents for the rest of their hospital stay during my shift. Um, I would also pick up additional shifts depending yeah. on like the stay. Cause like I am petty and if yes, you would have done are. some petty stuff like that to me, I'd have been like, okay, well here's my face. Yeah. <laughs> uh, mattress girl. Oh, I don't know if I've told that story before, but you I was, tell it. Oh, so before Tiffany, my, um, tenure with online dating was terrible <laughs> uh so this was my first date with somebody that i'd met online and we went to like you know my go-to mexican restaurant or whatever uh and you know i'm prepared to i haven't eaten anything because i've been working so i'm prepared to eat so we get there and she's like i'm not eating so now i'm just awkwardly like okay well i'm hungry so like i guess you're just gonna watch me eat right and she goes in for the kiss at the end of the night, and y'all, this, like, she was a little bit, she was trying to be the dominant one in the relationship, but I was still feeling more dominant at that time, so it was just weird. It was a weird power play type of thing. And she went in for the kiss at the end of the night, and I was like, oh, like, dodged it for the hug and was like, all right, buddy, see you later. <laughs> So then, y'all, and this girl did not live close, so she lived in Tuscaloosa, so she was driving, like, an hour back and forth to, like, she drove an hour to to go on this date with me. Mm-hmm. Well, <clears throat> I'm working the next day in that same area, and I get a text, and she's like, I'm in your area, and I was like, oh, cool, like... Great. Have fun. Have fun, because <laughs> I'm working, and I don't want you to show up at my job like I don't like you like that so then she was like uh well I'm furniture shopping and I was like cool like what are you furniture shopping for and she was like beds and I was like okay 
And then she would just be like, what do you think about this bed? Do you like this bed? What about one that hangs from the ceiling? And I was like, it's your bed. You should get whatever you want. And she was like, well, I want you to be comfortable too. And I was like, yeah, I only see you as a friend. So I don't think that we can continue this. Um, I waited until she was out of my area and had left until I sent that. Aww. Um, it was... I so just, that was Allison um, being a fuckboy before the haircut. And... Ew. What? That person just... I'm sure she's a very nice person, but... She's ew. a nice lady. I don't know. Like, I've talked to, like, some, like, questionable women before. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> And ultimately, like, one of the last girls that I talked to before we met, Mm -hmm. I had talked to her on and off for about, like, maybe a year, year and a half. And, like, she was, like, yeah, like, but, like, I never met her. Like, we talked all the time. Like, we would be on the phone. So just another one of your internet friends. Well, I'm kind of, but she lived close enough to where we could have gotten together. We just Mm -hmm. didn't. Um, and... It was just weird. Like we would like talk and then we wouldn't talk sometimes. And I'd be like, Hey, what's up? And then she would be like, Oh, well like my ex just moved back in or something weird like that. And last that I saw, like she and the ex had gotten back together and then they broke up again. And I was like, this is going to be super cute for you. I'm glad I dodged a bullet because that person had really, truly a lot going on, but they were really sweet. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But like also like not, my type like I wasn't necessarily like very physically attracted to her yeah but I was emotionally attracted to her yes I definitely understand that yeah but like I'm glad that I did not like settle for somebody that I wasn't physically attracted to yeah because I also wonder like oh had we gotten to get like I just had this feeling that like our physical chemistry would just be very very off and I'll be like yeah this not so much yeah and that was uh that that has been an issue for me in the past as well is like we just don't line up physically we don't uh thought you loved me babe babe shut up you shut up you already know um that we align physically really well so that was, <laughs> that has never been an issue for you and i so but like I was just trying to be open about who I was interacting with and stuff and like I had that same thing of like I would build the emotional attraction in hopes that you know maybe the I would become physically attracted to them after and with Mattress Girl it didn't it didn't work out so um so there's that oh and after my first girlfriend I even going back to the performative heterosexual thing um, tried to go back to dudes and like slept with a dude and was like, I mean, that wasn't terrible. <laughs> I'll try it again. the worst thing that's ever happened to me, but yeah, I'll try it again. It still doesn't like, feel right. And then at, ugh, afterwards, um, I felt like I was going to be physically ill. Like it was, was it just the person or was it the experience? Um, Yes, both like this person was physically attractive, um, a kind person Mm -hmm. from what I know. Um, But it just, I think had it been any man, 
I would have felt the same way. Like, there have been several times when I, you know, have had intimate moments with somebody or something where I feel physically ill afterwards or, like, I need there to be a lot of physical space between us Mm -hmm. because your presence, ew. Oh. Uh, It's more about their proximity to me than anything else and I'm like I need you to get away from me I don't want to cuddle with you I want you to please leave oh let me go I need to not be here anymore I'll see you later (laughs) what the fuck I don't know but I was only with dudes or um primarily like there's been a couple of times with women as well where I've just been like oh that was a mistake um but no and it always always happens if I didn't know them very well Mm -hmm. Uh, and it was because I've never had a one night stand type of deal but um like if you know if something like that happened right it was a a similar feeling with a couple of ladies Hmm. where I was just like ew this wasn't yeah ew this isn't, this Have doesn't feel good way, and like, I need after? to not be here because. I, I feel you on that or, but like, I've never had, like, I have wanted to kick people out because I just didn't want to look at them, but not, yeah. I didn't have sex with them. I was just kind of like, no, I know that like, this is not really yeah. what, yeah. what does it Or like, me? if I'm trying to like, make it be a thing and not actually listening to my intuition or like mm-hmm. um yeah that happened a couple t- oh and there was this one girl that like she got like super attached really quickly mm-hmm. and like like clingy i and, wish you could see the look of disgust uh, on your face right now i know i can feel it because it's just bringing everything back where i'm like uh i feel like i need to have a fan blowing in my face to <laughs> to get some cool air do you need a moment okay, no uh but yeah she got super clingy and was like oh babe don't go oh don't. And i was like i gotta go to work right by i needed to leave 30 minutes ago see you Ugh. I deleted my phone number from your phone while you were asleep. I have to go back. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, I never thought to do that. But that's funny. Um, but yeah, face yeah. ID will still work if your partner's asleep. People, I'm yeah. For saying. for a while, it was just more about um, because I hadn't been in such uh, you know monogamous relationships for long periods of time. I feel like I was like, oh, attention. Oh, mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter who it came from. It was just attention. And yeah. I was like, okay, I like that. Uh, until it came time to actually do stuff. And then I was like, oh, man, I don't. Yeah. I don't. I would rather not. I just want you to validate me. I don't actually want yes. to give any energy or effort into this. Yes. I went through that phase as well in my early 20s. Um, where like I had like one partner in my mind's eye that was comprised of about eight different people. <laughs> so you, <laughs> you have like the one that you fuck and you have the one that like, you can like text raunchy shit to, but you're never like actually gonna like meet up and have sex. Mm. You have your other person. You can just like chill or like make out with a little bit. Mm-hmm. You have your other per like dang, like not the thing about this, that guy that I was having sex with. We never kissed. <laughs> like, 
Oh, <laughs> never. I was just like, just come over here, do what you need to do, and then leave. Thanks and that's so much. that's a big thing for you. Mm-hmm. So that's weird. Yeah, I've had a couple people, um, like two that were like that, and like we never. It was just always like, get to the back, boy. Like I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't need your face close to my face. <laughs> just oh, no. parts to parts. <laughs> Thanks so much. <laughs> that's so terrible. Now that I say that. And then, um, you know, your other person that you just like hold hands with and like cuddle with because they feel safe and they're funny. And that was the person that came when I was on my way to visit him in his apartment. And then I got a flat tire and then he came and changed my tire for me. And I thought that yeah. was like the sweetest thing ever. Yeah, I had one of those. Yeah. yeah. So like you just have a different, you know, and then you have this other person that you just want to like pretend that you're talking about the future with because it just feels nice to. Yeah have somebody hear you say like oh in the future like this is what I want not necessarily with you but like sure like if it's cute like but this is what I want my life to look like you're really arbitrary but like this is what I want my life to look like so I'll just say things like spouse or like probably husband at the time and like house and kids and no not not necessarily oh, I always talk about I was kids. never talking about children um but it was really hard to find somebody vibe with somebody for a little bit and then they either have a kid or they really really want children yeah i did that too where like i thought that i was just gonna have to date somebody with kids me too like or that i was was gonna have to fucking have somebody's baby to have a partner that was yeah that's exactly that's exactly how i felt um i was like damn like all these women out here that are in the space that I want them to be have all these fucking kids and like baby daddies or whatever. Uh, I'm so, I'm so thankful that we met. Me too. <laughs> oh man. And that like, just from the jump, we were like, all right, here's, here it is. Do you want to waste, like, don't waste my time. Do yep. you like this or not? Great. So you do want to get married? Yeah, right now. Do you, um, how do you feel about kids? No, I don't want any. Me neither. Like, you don't want any ever? No. Do you have any? No. no just fur babies. Does that count? Okay, like, same, but also, like, I have a biological kid. Wait, so, like, was this an oops baby that you were just like, let me find a place? No. Or? She was actually yeah. conceived with intention and love. Yeah, I was confused about that for a little while. And she lives I with her daddy in Nashville. And uh, yeah, she's super happy <laughs> and super cute. Um, we visit like it's an open adoption type of situation. They're really? family to me, but like I am not a mom in a traditional sense. I don't have children and I do not desire to have any more. Unless maybe I decide to get pregnant again one day for the same purpose where I'm just helping a family, but like kids of my own, no thank you. See, and like the first time you told me that, I was like, oh, oh, this is so, this is so sweet. This is like the most selfless (laughs) thing I've ever heard in my life. And this person sitting across from me that is interested in me (laughs) did this. So you want to get married? Yeah. To me. Oh, I mean, don't ask that right like now. I like one day, okay. I would love to be married. Yeah, our first date, like, I feel like is a heterosexual man's worst nightmare. Right? <laughs> like, we were just like, do you like this? I'm not saying that we have to commit right now. I just want to know that we're on the same page. Yeah. If we're not on the same page, then thank you so much for coming down. I hope you have a great night. Yeah. It was a long drive. It was a very long drive. Thank like, you for paying for my margarita. 
Of course. Thanks for driving your ass all the way from Huntsville to Birmingham. I'm and then so sorry lost. that you're already drunk because you thought I was standing you up. <laughs> I'm not very familiar with Birmingham. <laughs> I'm not very familiar with Birmingham and I missed my Man. turn and it took 15 minutes to correct. I'm very yeah. sorry. <laughs> yeah. And see, and that's another thing, like anyone else who, because we got together fairly quickly uh, we moved in together very quickly. Mm-hmm. We got engaged very quickly. We got married very quickly. Mm-hmm. If anyone else follows the same timeline, or something, we're judging the fuck. 100%. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, no, we're the exception. Like, for anyone else, it's a mistake. But seriously, though, like, we've been doing this our entire relationship, and every time it has been a mistake, though. <laughs> I mean, we don't know anybody that's made it after doing it that quickly no so, i mean just and- like demi lovato <laughs> you did not have to do her. just like demi lovato that was a great callback well i was gonna try to bring it up <clears throat> earlier but you needed to finish your thoughts so i was like all right i'll just tuck that one in my I appreciate pocket for that. later Good job, honey thanks we did it but yeah uh <laughs> was there anything else that you did that you felt like was performative like how did you talk about your partners? Do you feel like you had to like take your partner's places where colleagues or classmates or friends could see them? Oh, I always wanted to do that. And like, we were going to hold hands or like show, you know, that people knew that, uh, this was mine. Mm-hmm. Right. Type of thing. And I talked about just, just this one in particular, because that's the one that I was in a long yeah. time relationship with. Um, as though they were my future spouse. I sure did. Ew, like what? What did you say? Um, well, like, so I left my home church and started going to church with him because he was going to be a minister one day. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to go ahead and start to just get the vibe of what that life would look like. What? Yeah. So I left my church and went to his for a little while. Uh, and it was, it was terrible. That sounds terrifying. Yeah. Uh, and that's one thing, like, you know, my parents, I grew up with my parents being in church work and being ministers and stuff like that. So like, I see the dark side of that, Mm -hmm. uh, especially now. Um, and like, that's (laughs) the one thing that my mom said that she disliked about him was that I was going to have to be involved in that world. Mm. Because she hated it. She hated it. Weird. I wonder how that is, like, going back to talking about, like, our TV addiction Mm. and how we love reality TV about interesting relationship dynamics. It's so interesting that right now, while we're watching... Seeking Sister Wife. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) While we're watching Seeking Sister Wife and we're seeing that it seems like a very specific pattern that they're following. Yeah. Um, I know that polygamy or bigamy has a lot to do and is often associated with like um, the Church of Latter-day Saints Mm -hmm. or yes, the Church of Latter-day Saints. Fundamentalists. Yes. Um, Who we would know as like Mormon people. Yes. So... It's really interesting to see these different relationship groups and these different families and none of them are super religious. 
there was actually one lady who was the primary wife of someone who was very, very sad and vocal about the fact that like it hurts her to see her husband with somebody else and this is not her choice. And if she had her choice, she would change it. But also watching this person interact with this, the potential sister wife that they're courting is really, really interesting. And I notice a lot of that because, you know, I catch on to those things. I'm always mm-hmm. curious about body language and all of that. So it's always like one presumably heterosexual male and then yeah. a harem of heterosexual women. And what? Mm-mm. Heterosexual women. And of course, like the difference between like polyamory and polygamy is that they are all, you know, like the women don't have any interaction with one another. That's why they say sister wife. So it's like the wives are sisters to one another and wives to the one man. They don't have interaction sexually. Right. Or like emotionally um, in a romantic way. Supposedly. Allegedly. I don't know how that could happen because I can't think of anything that would be more intimate than like being in a household, making sure that you're looking after family, yeah. taking care of children. Yeah, if they all live in the same I house together. I feel like together. they're all, right, like spouses to one another anyway. Why yeah. would you elect to have this particular lifestyle without the religious connotation? I'm not saying that they don't practice um, a faith that promotes that. Some, A lot of them often do allude to yeah. it's God's will and we know that this is how we can live the best way for eternity. God has called us to do this. And... Oh, Lord have mercy, don't get me started. But... I also pay a lot of attention to the way that these women hug each other Mm -hmm. and the way that they look at each other Mm -hmm. and how sometimes like it's body language that looks like a kiss or like somebody wants a kiss, but aren't quite sure the way that they go about that. And I don't know, like it is always so weird to me. Women are just like, I am so straight. And I'm just like, are you, have you ever like touched another woman with her clothes off? Have you ever? Because their skin is so soft. Oh my, women are so so soft. soft. Like even the texture of Mm. hair on like women's bodies is different than it is on man bodies. We smell different. Like chemically, just the way that our bodies naturally smell Mm -hmm. and feel and like in states of arousal, it's just so different than how it is with like male anatomy. Mm -hmm. The sounds that we make are often different or in different pitches or whatever than like with a man like our sweat smells different we sweat in different places <laughs> like it's just really really interesting when they're just like so aggressively like and i'm just like yeah okay so you go and have you a margarita or two and you go get in a hot tub with your best friend i was just about to say i was one of those and just uh, yeah that's always those are always the ones y'all are so gay that you gay you gay. We already know that you gay. That's why we're not going to argue with you because we know you gay. We know that you looking at oh. us. We already know. We already know. So I just think that that's interesting and wish that more people felt like they had the freedom to explore that mm. without Christianity or some type of Christian subsect or judgment the judgment that comes along with that societal pressure is so real but if you're not exposed to people who are out you don't have friends that are out and happily in relationships yeah and i still don't understand where people get this notion that like all queer people are just like degenerates we are probably i wouldn't say that our lives are boring but we are just very like regular 
normal people like would I decline an invitation to a sex club just to like go and see what's going on no I would not I'm a voyeur I think that that would be a lot of fun it would be very interesting is it something that I would do all the time probably not see would I host a swinger party probably not and would I be interested in wife swapping probably (laughs) not no but do I condemn it no no is it something that I understand why people do sure like yeah why not like Mix it I don't up. it's not my jam but I'm not gonna yuck your yum if you love that that's something that works for you that gets your goat y'all are being ethical and you're being safe have at it but is it something that <laughs> works for my no. lifestyle no does that mean that all queer people are into that absolutely not no some queer people don't even want to have sex some queer people yeah. just want to cuddle on the couch and see and if we went- watch Taylor Swift that uh that party or whatever that you supposedly got this invitation to uh I'd be like all right babe listen here's our safe word for when I just feel so uncomfortable I can't take it anymore (laughs) it's pedestrian pedestrian. uh that that shit came out of my mouth the other day like as a safe word for like when we were ready to leave somewhere just in case and she was like the fuck pedestrian (laughs) Anyway, it was the way that you said it. You were like pedestrian, <laughs> pedestrian. Like, um, so I, I just feel I would go, but I'd be like, all right, we are to hold hands the whole night. Like you do not leave me alone anywhere. If you go to the bathroom, I'm going to the bathroom because I don't want someone coming up and propositioning me and me having to be like, mm, no, thanks. No, thanks. Oh, no. Oh, no. I know that was the point. I feel like um, you would probably get like a wristband situation that was going on. So then mm, there's nonverbal cues for who is okay to approach, not just, to approach. I would just be holding my arm up the whole time. Like, Hey, it ain't safe. Oh my God. <laughs> anyway. Uh, but I would just be all uncomfortable, but I very much so still have those same voyeuristic, uh, I don't, tendencies yes that you like i very much so am a voyeur too i like to just watch and see how people interact Mm -hmm. and all these things and i'd be like all right babe we gotta go home now (laughs) we gotta go i'd be like okay (laughs) what did i say the safe word was pedicab (laughs) pedicab (laughs) i'd be like i'm so sorry pedicab don't know her i have to go but yeah it would just be really interesting so I just wonder if we lived in a place where it was less common for us to be as judgmental mm. or just to follow the status quo. Like, I want to punch everybody in the face. It's just like, I just really like tradition. I'm just like, why? Do something new. Do something different. Try something that you've always wanted to try, but feel weird about broaching the subject or trying out or yeah. trying and failing. Yeah. And that's something that I always appreciate about you is that no matter what I bring to you, not that I'm bringing things often, but uh, like if I'm like, babe, I think I want to try that. You'd be like, okay. Uh, or, hey, let's talk this out a little bit. Like what makes you feel like you want to do this? So, and you're always just so open to listening and hearing me out. Do you I really have an example that. specifically that you feel comfortable sharing? No. Okay. Not that I can think of offhand. Okay. Just in general, that's your personality as a whole. Like, it doesn't mm. matter if I'm like, hey, babe, you know, I'm f- starting to feel less feminine and more masculine. And then there are some days when I feel this way or there's this. And, um, oh, 
Uh, and I'm like, do we need to go shopping? <laughs> yeah, you're just so supportive. Or like, babe, I just need to vent about this. Here's what happened today. And I feel like, you know, how is this person older than me, but I'm more emotionally mature than they are. And it's frustrating. And like, mm-hmm. you just, you just always have a good open listening ear. Uh, and nine times out of 10 judgment free. Yeah. Other than you just be like, that's some stupid shit you said. And I'd be like, you. <laughs> You, you right. What do you mean? You right. It doesn't happen all the time, but you should be like, babe, that's dumb. I don't know what you would be talking about in this instance. I don't know either. I was just talking. Oh, okay. So you out here just spreading lies to, just talking. to our listeners. I see how it is. No, I was trying to give you a compliment and then it somehow it turned to this. So mm-hmm. pedestrian. Yeah. <laughs> tell me about it i was trying to give you a compliment i'm like oh we're this is still a compliment yeah, interesting you just listen and like you <laughs> tell me when i'm wrong but you do it in a kind way yeah you're never like you dumb idiot <laughs> Unless... sometimes i do be like you idiot <laughs> yeah but we're always but I say laughing that for me too yeah we're always laughing at that point it's not out of malice no you know anytime we do something just so silly like one of us will be like that was so dumb what i just did and the other will go like you idiot (laughs) dummy yeah oh my gosh yeah it's just it's really weird i just wonder what the world would look like if everybody men would no if men would just stop being like we need women to do things this is what you have to do you have to be this for us you have to be that for us we can't be it for ourselves we don't need you to be your own you need to be here to rear my children raise them keep up with my household do this do that and then I feel like that leaves such little room for exploration especially because we're taught from such a young age that like this is the pinnacle like the family but what is it god God, God, family, family country. country. Yeah. God, family, country. And that's like ingrained in us from so young that when, when, like, any way that you feel that's like off of that, it's just like, well, what if I don't want sex at all? What if I don't feel what very if? maternal? What if I don't feel attraction to men? What if I don't like men? What if men are scary? What if I have trauma that are around men? And then men, what if I don't like women? What if I think that women are gross and right? vaginas are creepy? And what if like, I just want like something else <laughs> and it's not a whole lot of room for that. And not enough people are having conversations like that. Even for us to have to kind of do a deep dive to find these non-monogamous people. Cause there's not a lot of, media coverage of no. people and alternative relationships no. or anything beyond just monogamy yeah or... which is why i'm so obsessed with the shows that that do show that like i'm just so interested to see their dynamics and right? how that works just because i cannot personally fathom trying to not only manage my own emotions but multiple partners emotions too And not just their emotions, but your individual relationships with them and how each of those relationships can be cohesive and coexist simultaneously. 
That's Mm-mm. my thing. I need a nap just thinking about that. Like, and that's... what about families and family dynamics? What about when you start to add offspring into Ugh. that? What about when people are close with their parents and their parents disagree or, you know, even the opposite side of the spectrum, their parents were also polygamists and oh. they have their opinions about how your polygamy is different or mm. wrong versus the way that they did it and how they did it better. I don't know. It's just all interesting when you think about the pressure. Mm. So all of that to say, I think it's very interesting now that Demi Lovato at this point is saying that she is now like at a point in her life where she is just too gay to be with a guy. She's too queer to marry a man right now. Miley Cyrus. I always thought it was very interesting. Or I was a little disappointed when Miley and Liam got married. You know, I was like, I feel like something is amiss here. And then they got divorced. And I was like, I wonder if the queerness was just, they just, just too much. They didn't match. Yeah. They didn't match. Not from an outsider's perspective. Correct. It didn't really look like they matched, but like I've said before, like people might feel the same way about us. And I'd be like, if only y'all knew how well right. we match because the Allison that y'all get like out in the wild is not, that is not Allison. <laughs> That is not no my spouse. Um, no, I mean like it's like a part of my spouse. It's a little bit, but that's not that's not them. <laughs> no, no. Most people don't get to see the weird, goofy idiot that hangs out with you ninety percent of the time. Yeah, it's my favorite. Yeah. Do you have any other thoughts on performative heterosexuality? <sighs> Oh, Demi, I'm so excited for you to not feel that way anymore. <laughs> right. Um, no, I think that like women in general, kind of similar to what you were saying, like we just feel it, our sexuality is a, is a lot more fluid. I feel like um, that we have the opportunity to do that and typically with less judgment than males. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so I just... I don't know. Like, I think everybody has a little bit of gay in them. And it's just how much you're going to let show. That's an interesting dichotomy, too. How women have more freedom to explore that versus men. Mm -hmm. And I'll even take that a step further and to be like, if a man or like an AMAB has a same-sex encounter, Mm -hmm. that automatically makes them gay. Automatically, you're queer. You can't be straight. You can't be questioning you cannot think about a dick ever and no. then just be a straight person, no, a straight that's, dude. It's that's not how what it they works. Say. But women, it's almost like men completely deny the, <laughs> they completely deny the validity and the sheer possibility that a woman could be in a relationship with another woman or person not identified as male and that they just don't have anything to do with that. They're just like, there's no such thing as a lesbian. They don't exist. Lesbians are something that happen in pornography so that men can have something to jerk off to. Mm. There's no, like, that's not what happens. True. Lesbians, like, women kiss each other to get my attention. Yeah. Women have sex with each other because they want me to see it. Like, they're doing that to turn me on. They're here to serve me. Yeah. Like, no, it's it just because you haven't had the right dick yet. It is unfathomable to so many straight men that there are relationships that can happen that are emotionally, financially, sexually satisfying that have nothing to do with a penis. There's no dick involved. There is no man. There is no dude there to be the head of household 
or to be the person that leads their family in religion Mm. or leads their family closer to God. Like there is no such thing as a relationship, as a complete marriage, as a complete sexual union or identity without a man. You have to have that Mm. in their mind's eye. Oh, for sure. And then like if you used, uh, you know, phallic shaped sex toys then like you want to be a man you're just feeding into that yeah you want to be a dude or oh so you still need a dude to make and you're like no it's not about what is happening there it's the person it is the person and it's like also think about the shape of a vagina dummy like it doesn't have anything to do with you just it's our anatomy yeah (laughs) that's why toys are shaped the way that we are because that is what the inside of our bodies are shaped like you idiot (laughs) yeah and women typically know how to please other women better because guess what we have similar anatomy the same way that dudes will do the same thing because sometimes i'm just like i don't understand what to do with this sir like Number one, I'm sorry about your foreskin. Ew. That would make this probably easier and less uncomfy for us both. Ew. You especially. Ew. Oh, you can't feel that? I'm I'm sorry. I'm trying as hard as I can. More lotion? I'm so sorry. I am so sorry. Is this just chafy? Do you need a moment? There's I so much friction. My hand is very hot. I just... Sir, Can my we talk hand. about something else? Sir, pedestrian. My <laughs> pedestrian. <laughs> my hand is very hot, Pedestrian. Sir. My hand is very hot, sir. Uh-huh. So, yeah, that that's it. I don't know. I just, I really enjoyed that documentary again. If you want to check out that documentary, it is on YouTube and it is called Dancing with the Devil. Um, it's really interesting. It's maybe an hour close to an hour long with all of the parts if you just sit and watch it through and through but it was very interesting Hmm. um it was really cool she was pretty open about her experiences and i learned some things and had some oh 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 demi clutch my pearls moments but it was really good i think that it's worth giving a listen and yeah if you do watch it i would love to hear your thoughts about that email us at info at sweetesthoney.love or dm us on instagram at sweetesthoney.love and you can follow me on Twitter at SweetestHoneyPod. I say me because it is just me tweeting. Mm-hmm. Um, and by tweeting, I mean just retweeting other things because I do not believe in fighting with stupid strangers on the internet or people that join a conversation to argue when they already have their minds made up. I don't have the capacity. Also, I don't care. <laughs> um, if I'm not like, going to your page to ask you a question and you just want to fight. Like, I have no interest in that. I don't care. Um... But yeah, that's it. We love you guys. I hope that y'all have a fantastic week, weekend, morning, afternoon, evening, middle of the night, whatever you got going on. Emily, have a great run because I know that that's when you enjoy listening to podcasts. Um, But yeah, that's it. We love you guys. And until next time. bye. Bye.